You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Parker McDonald, and this is episode number 25. Today I'm recording from Florida. I'm going to talk a little bit about my first experiences hunting on public land here in Florida. I'm also talking with Michael and his brother, Heath Pike, about how they are planning on filling their Alabama buck tags. You guys, stay tuned. This is going to be a fun episode. Welcome to episode number 25 of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I am coming at you today from Central Florida. I'm going to tell you something, guys. I I spent my first day hunting today here on public land in Florida, and it was interesting. I did not see one deer, um, but there is hope because I found one deer track. So I'm going to go back in the morning to where I found that one deer track. I walked a lot today, and I found one deer track. So I'm going to go back there in the morning and see if I can find the one deer that made that deer track. So I'm pretty sure in this whole, I think it's like 10,000 acres or something like that of property. I think there might only be just a few deer on it. So um, it it was crazy. I couldn't believe how much property is there and how much land and how much habitat that looks prime for whitetails. And there was just nothing it was just nothing. I I can't even describe it to you. But the, the out-of-state license, the non-resident license, only like 46 bucks for me to hunt. Um, and then I bought the WMA license, which is like 25 And then a deer tag, which was 5 bucks, I think. So, you know, it's, it's not like I'm out a whole lot of money by hunting here. But it is tough. Like, everything that everybody in Florida has ever said about it being hard to hunt here. I now believe them because it's it's tough. There's just not a lot of deer here. Um, I've told people before, I think some of the best deer hunters in the country live here in Florida. And they've probably never killed a deer over 80 inches. Um, and I, I really do believe that. If you can kill any legal buck out here, you've done something. Um, of course, everybody hunts with dogs. A lot of people dog hunt. So there is that aspect of it um, that we talk about in this episode today um it's i have mixed opinions on it you know i don't know if it's 
I don't know how I feel about it, but as long as it's legal and you're doing everything legal, then power to you. Um, I don't know if it's something that I'd ever do. I might. I'm never going to say never. But um, <laughs> we'll see how I feel tomorrow. Tomorrow I may be like coming into those deer camps asking if I can hunt with those guys. But who knows? Well, you know, we'll see how it goes tomorrow. But before we get into this episode, I want to give a huge shout out to our partners. Huge thank you to the guys at New Breed Archery. Use the code SOUTHERNGROUND at checkout. You will get free shipping on your bow. Like we've talked about before, it is completely direct to consumer, completely customizable. You get your bow um, customized. They've also started a new little side gig, a little side hustle where they are doing like finishes. Like one of the things that I've seen them do is do um, like powder coating on um, the, the platform, the Predator platforms. And they're doing it on all kinds of stuff, all kinds of bows. I believe it's called Bow Works, that they're um, kind of a new thing that Kyle Knoll is taking on, which is pretty neat. So, um, But with New Breed, go and use that code. That's Southern Ground, and you can get free shipping on your bow. Next up, we got Tethered. Um, I can't say enough good things about my saddle, that I'm that my Tethered Mantis saddle that I'm using. It is seriously the best move I've ever made in deer hunting is switching to a saddle. Now, there's all kinds of brands that you can use. I say all kinds. There's a few different brands that you can use of saddle, but I'm here to tell you that the Tethered Mantis and just the whole Tethered website is the place that you need to go check out first. Before you make any decisions on any saddle, check out the Tethered website. It's tetherednation.com. Everything you could possibly need to be in a tree, in a saddle, you'll find it on the website. So go check out tetherednation.com. We got Onyx maps. Been using a lot of Onyx lately here, especially in Florida. Today I tried to use it. I ended up being in this area that was like super swampy. I couldn't navigate it. I had no idea where to where to even try to set up. Ended up going back to the truck and finding high ground. And um, all I had to do was flip on the topo feature on Onyx maps, and I found some ground that was high, and I was able to hunt. Now. That did not help me kill a deer, but I think if I do kill a deer, it would be because I was on that high ground that I, that I found using that. I would have no other, uh, I would have not known where to go if I did not have that. So please go check out Onyx Maps. Get Go ahead and get the premium membership. Um, I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead and get the elite membership so you can hunt all 50 states. You can have access to all 50 states maps. But if you just want one state, you can also get the premium membership, which is a little bit cheaper, but you only get one state. So go check them out. Um, lastly, Go Wild. Now, Go Wild is, I've done a really terrible job in the last couple episodes as I've been listening back to them of explaining what it is. So Go Wild is just a social media app that you can get on your smartphone to keep up with people all across the country on what people are doing, all the, the fun that they're having in the woods, their pictures, their hunting stories, their recipes. Um, it's just a really fun app to pass your time, to build relationships with some cool people that are like-minded individuals, that are sportsmen and women, um, who share a lot of the common goals, the common interests that you have. And so go and check that out. Go Wild is not based on followers. It's just based on content. It's going to push the content that you want to see. So go get it on the app store, whatever app store you use. I don't know. I use an iPhone, so it's just called the app store. But go get that. Go check it out. I think that you will enjoy it. 
So that's all done. We're going to get right through. We're going to get to this episode with Mike Pike and Heath Pike about late season hunting tactics. We've got a special treat for you today. Um, I'm in Florida right now. That's not the treat. Uh, that's actually, well, we'll get into that here in a minute. Um, but we have got Michael Pike and a special guest, Michael's brother, Mr. Heath Pike. How you doing, Heath? Man, I'm awesome. How are you? Fantastic. This is going to be really weird, guys, because y'all sound a lot alike on the phone. So, <laughs> Well, he's got all the personality and he laughs a whole lot, so you'll be able to easily uh, turn it. <laughs> That's awesome. So you guys are on a uh, little uh, brother brotherhood hunt is that what's going on right now yeah we uh we don't ever get to spend uh, a whole lot of time together hunting uh and so we usually have about once or twice a year that we get to go with each other and so i decided to drive up for uh, a special hunt and uh i'd been trying to get him to go and he hadn't been able to go any of the times and um he was finally able to make it up so we uh just got through uh well he just got through cooking me a steak. <laughs> he bought <laughs> That's the way to do it. I bought four. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way to yeah. do it. I've got four kids, so that was the only way we could do it. He bought the steaks and I cooked them. <laughs> I've got four kids, too. <laughs> See, I got eight. You can't one-up me there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, do you guys have any have any luck today? Uh, I saw a bunch uh, before daylight uh, when I first got up here, and then um, I actually jumped a group of what I assume were does um, off the end of a greenfield, probably about eight thirty this morning. And uh, what were you doing walking in at eight thirty? Oh, I was already hunting. Uh, oh, but the spot I went to in the dark. You know, I've never, I, I haven't been here and hunted before, so. Um, I came with you last year when we turkey hunted and uh, did the little podcast with um, the hunting public. But as far as hunting, I've never hunted uh, this uh, public, you know, piece before. So yeah, kind of sound like you, I guess. Never been here before. Never hunted. Never been here. First <laughs> yeah. Time. So well, I, if it if it makes you, point. what was that? Yeah, I saw a two, I saw a six point this morning. Well, that gun. On the road I was on. Yeah, it was uh, while I was in my truck. <laughs> oh, man. That's the way it works. It didn't do much good. Yeah. Well, listen, dude. Hey, I'm going to tell you all something. So I'm here in Florida right now, and uh, it's just a whole new world, man. Like, it, it's so crazy. A whole new world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how I was going to make the, an Aladdin joke there, but... Uh, yeah, you got me covered. Um, but it seriously is like, it is so, it's so different here. Um, like I was driving, I I drove around the WMA, uh, two days ago, two evenings ago, just right at dark. And like, there was people (laughs) just like perched up on the roads, right? They have these trucks with seats on top of them which i'm from texas and that's a that's a thing there you have big trucks with a seat on top um but they're just let they got dogs out running deer and they're setting up on the roads and waiting for the deer to cross i don't know if y'all have ever done that before or or watch videos of people doing that but it's it's 
really interesting actually. Um, but the funny thing is, is like, so, you know, in Alabama, like we pretty much, if you see a deer on the road and you're in your vehicle, you just, you don't shoot it. Like some people do, I'm sure. But like, that's not a normal thing to see somebody hunting on the road like that. Well, out here, that's the way they do it. Like everybody's just sitting on the roads. I was like, I I pulled up next to a guy the other day and I was like, you guys doing all right? And he was like, yeah, yeah, we're doing good. I was like, are you freaking hunting right now? (laughs) Cause (laughs) it's like, he was literally sitting next to his Jeep with his gun propped up on the side view mirror. He's like, yeah, yeah, we're good. I'm like, you're not being sneaky. Okay. You're not sneaky at all. Um, so is it is it legal to do that? I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't have any idea. But they're See, I mean, they're, Alabama, they do that with spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> and it's completely normal. Not legal, but normal. Yeah. There's a big difference between legal and normal, I guess. Um I don't know, man. Like I don't know if it's I don't know what the legality of everything is. There's one thing that I saw a lot of out here in those groups of people that there is no way it's legal, but everybody had natty lights like on their tailgates drinking beer. <laughs> it was I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I pulled up and I was talking to this one group of guys, and they were real nice, you know, but they were freaking soused. Like they were, they were, and but they had guns on their shoulders. They're like, oh yeah, we got dogs out right now. I'm like, okay, well, I'll see y'all later. I'm gonna get far away from here. Um. Park comes up missing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, dude. So, so it's just a, it's a crazy thing out here. And there's like everybody's got these trucks that are like jacked up, like big, huge mutters on them. Like I'm talking like I don't know tire sizes very well, but very big. They make my Hummer, which has you know it's got off-road tires on it. They make my Hummer look like a town car. They're so big and jacked up, and like. They they all do they stay at their. Look, do they look? Do they make my uh, truck look small? Um, y- yours is gonna be on the smaller end of a lot of the trucks that they have there. Yeah. So I mean, like, you can get an like idea. Forty fours or something like that. I don't know, but your truck is ten times nicer than. I mean, these are all like old, like eighties models trucks and stuff that they've got. Um, I always wanted jacked up one of those old Ford F-250s. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are pretty sweet. Then you'd fit in. You'd fit in well here, Mike. It's yeah. uh, <laughs> it's your people, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like it's your people. <laughs> no. You and they're visiting family. Yeah, we got family here. And my family doesn't hunt. Like the, um, My brother-in-law does, but he lives in Georgia now. Um, and he won't hunt out here. He don't even, he don't even do it. Um, just because like I told you before we recorded Mike, but I, I, I walked, I walked a lot today. Um, I ended up setting up in the saddle in one spot. Um, I thought you said you swam. yeah, I basically swam. It was dude. Everything is covered in water. It's like up to my ankles, which is not a big deal. You know, I mean, we've hunted a few places that were swampy. Um, and, and, and you can kind of get an idea of like where deer are bedded at and stuff on swampy in swampy areas and stuff. But out here, it's like there's just no bed high ground. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know where they bed because it's just not high ground at all. It's all about you know shin deep water. 
Um, but I did, oh. I did manage to get one deer track. I cut one track today. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> do you have on, uh, do you have on your dive mask? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to put my GoPro, <laughs> I had to put my GoPro under the water to film it. Um, no, I mean, and I, I was yeah, like, I, I was, I, heard, I think I heard somebody back in the summertime, uh, you know, when they were having their rut down there talking about the deer being bedded like in knee deep water that's crazy that was pretty unique yeah yeah i mean i'm sure they do i'm sure they have to all five of the deer that live out here you know i'd imagine (laughs) they they probably bed somewhere close together but um i ended up finding some high ground that still had some water in some places of it um but it was pretty thick you know where where those areas that, that aren't flooded they get pretty thick in there and that I guess it's palmetto undergrowth type stuff that grows in there. Um, I mean, it grows up real high on the high ground. And, and I mean, it looks like there should be deer all over the place. But there ain't. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I told, do y'all know, do you know Walter Lee, Mike? Yeah. Um, I asked him, I was like, dude, I need some, I need some help. I need some help figuring out. He, he lives in Florida. I think he lives up further in North Florida, which is going to be a little bit different than down here. But I was like, I need some help figuring out like what, how do you use dog hunter pressure to your advantage and stuff? And he was like, you just pay them to take you with, take you with them. That's all you do. <laughs> you give them a 24 pack of Natty Light. <laughs> yeah. Apparently that's the, that's the, that's the deal. But so where are you, Parker? Where in Florida are you? Uh, so I am hunting uh, a WMA, which it's Florida, and I don't really care to share it. I'm hunting a WMA called Rich Loam, and um, it's in like uh, I'm in, it's in Sumter County, which is like Central Florida, right outside of Orlando. And I mean, apparently there's a decent population of deer hunters out here. Um, I would have never thought so. You wouldn't, I mean, when you drive around and you see all the like, uh, vacation homes and stuff, you just, and then you pull up into this WMA and it's every Bubba and within a thousand mile radius is in there, you know, uh, it's a, it's a little bit intimidating, man. I'll be honest with you. It's a little bit intimidating with their trucks and stuff, but, uh, but yeah, we're, I'm, I'm out here at Rich Lone WMA and it actually backs up to another place called the Green Swamp WMA. And everybody talks about that one, about Green Swamp, but it's a quota hunt. And uh, you can kind of get close to where you can hunt the borders. I don't think they allow dog hunting on the Green Swamp WMA, which is, which is, I mean, I wish I could get in there. But, you know, I'm just here for a few days, and it's just kind of something for me to be able to pass the time. So, it's fun being out in the you woods. Need, you need to hurry up. You need to hurry up and get back up here so we can do some filming. Yeah, man, I'm... I'm when you sent me the picture of those steaks y'all were eating, I was like, man, I wish I, I don't have any deer tags in Alabama, but I got a camera and I also have a stomach that likes steak. So, uh, I would, I would love to be there. So you guys, y'all are, um, at a new WMA, right? Y'all are, um, both Heath. Have you killed a buck this year? Nope. This is my first time hunting this year. Okay. <laughs> This is only Mike's like fifth time hunting. I think he hadn't got to hunt that much. <laughs> um, yeah, if you were to ask my wife, she'd think I was gone every day of the week. 
My, I asked my wife. She was like, I'm "What like, are y'all I've doing?" Been home, I was like, "I've been home twice as much this year," and she's like, "Well, it it doesn't feel like it." And I'm like, "Well, shoot! If I would have known that, then I would have <laughs> stayed out here." <laughs> well, twice Listen. as much for Mike is like six days instead of three that he's been home. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We'll, we'll we'll try to make sure that she doesn't hear this episode because I don't know that that whole conversation will go over real well. Um. I asked my wife a while ago, or my wife said, what are y'all doing your podcast on or um, something? And I said, well, deer hunting. And she was like, huh, well, <laughs> imagine that. You talking about deer hunting? <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, it is we what it is. We need to get them together, Parker. We need to get them together. That way we can go hunt more. That's what, I mean, in theory, that would be a really good idea. But it could just turn into, we should... Like it, it, it could turn into a bad thing if they got together, like teamed up against us. Um, <laughs> so, so y'all are hunting this new WMA. You're both, you both have all three of your Alabama buck tags in your pocket. Um, what, yep. what's the, what's the game plan for you? Like, what are y'all, what are y'all trying different? What are you, are you, are you, are you even trying anything different? Kind of thinking outside the box. What are y'all doing? Yeah, I was talking about that today on, uh, I, I was doing a little bit of filming and I was talking about that. I was like, whatever I'm doing, <laughs> I'm not doing it right. Um, <laughs> so I was like, I've got to change up some tactics here because evidently whatever I've done this season has not worked at all. So I'm not really sure at this point, Parker, if I knew, I would probably have a deer down. Um, <laughs> besides <laughs> the Besides that little buck in Kentucky and the and the doe I shot opening week, so I mean I've See? seen I've seen bucks, but uh, just not not what I saw last year and the year before. Right. So I told Keith um, it's been raining a lot this year, um, and I told you too. But um, every single time I feel like I've gotten to go it's ended up raining and then like the day I have to go back to work which is going to be on Friday then it clears up and then all the deer move and everybody kills something <laughs> so <laughs> I may end up I may end up coming coming down with a cold uh on Friday I'm not real sure yet yeah but uh it's supposed to it's supposed to end it's supposed to stop raining Friday morning like around 5 a.m so and then it's supposed to be clear Friday and Saturday so uh, tomorrow we're supposed to get like an inch of rain. There's supposed to be like 20 mile per hour winds tonight and, uh, tomorrow and thunderstorms. And <laughs> I told Heath, I was like the game plan for tomorrow, if it was just, you know, raining, you know, like misty rain or something like that, we'd be up in a, you know, a, a tree stand or on the ground, you know, just sitting in the spot waiting for a deer to come by. But, uh, it seems like whenever it's heavy rain, the deer just don't move and um i was telling him that in in my past experiences it seemed like the deer are usually bedded along creeks and they're usually in thickets and they're usually looking out into like hardwoods uh like along the creeks Mm -hmm. and so i think tomorrow that may be the game plan especially with how much rain and, and how much the wind is supposed to be blowing i think you know, these deer are just going to be bedded up all day long. So yeah. I think we would be better off uh, just doing some still hunting, honestly. 
Yeah. Um, and I think we could get away with quite a bit, especially having our guns. I mean, we could probably spot a deer before, you know, they could spot us if we're moving slow enough. So oh, that's yeah. kind of the game plan for tomorrow. That's funny. I um out there where y'all are at, I, I've hunted that place when I was younger, two different occasions when I was probably in high school. And, uh, and one of those, one of those trips, my dad killed, um, I think he killed a doe. He killed a little doe. Um, but I did kind of the same thing that you're talking about. One of the, one of the days I just got out and started walking and, uh, and ended up seeing a deer and seeing several deer and not being able to get a shot off on them. So, I think that's a, uh, I think that's a good, a good plan for you guys. You know, it, if it's not working, doing it one way, then just keep trying and keep trying new things. And you could, you could come up on, on something that actually works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, smoke them if you got them. You know what I mean? Oh, man. <laughs> I, th- I heard a loud noise. <laughs> he really needs to kill a deer. This is getting ridiculous. I really, I really do. I really there, do. <laughs> hey, there's that cold you were talking about. Oh, I got a cough. Can't go to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> so you were talking about that. That's a, that, I think that'd be something good. good to get into is... Um, that like crappy weather, crappy weather hunting tacket tactics. So, um, you know, you got winds that are blowing 20 miles an hour and you got rain. It's going to be pretty terrible. And I know for me, whenever I normally, when I Google stuff, when I'm looking at articles is when I'm like specific things. So how to kill a deer, where, where are deer at whenever the wind's blowing 20 miles an hour? Like I've Googled that probably more times than I care to even admit. Um, yeah, if we're out west or, you know, in the northwest, like, or north central, wherever, like, uh, say, like, Nebraska, Kansas, Dakotas, like, that's kind of your normal to have high winds, but it's not normal here, so anything Mm -hmm. out of the ordinary, you know, those deer just kind of lock down for the most part, Mm -hmm. and so that, um, that's, that's going to be the tactic for tomorrow's to you know, to get on our feet and, uh, and go after them. I mean, if, if they're not going to move, um, then we're, you know, we're just going to go after them. So I think that's we may a... even do a little, uh, may even do a little wind bump. Who knows? Yeah, they, that'd be uh, cool. They talk about it. He doesn't know about wind bumping, but we may wind bump tomorrow. That'd be fun. I've, I, I've thought about that out here. You know, if I had several people out here, in Florida, because there's so much open land, so I mean, dude, even the pines are just wide open. Everything's wide open, um, and if you could find some bedding areas, trying to wind bump them, I think it'd be pretty cool. But uh, we're talking about the, the that kind of crappy weather stuff. Um, uh, what was it last week? Um, I'm I'm bucked out, so I can't shoot any more bucks. So I was just out, you know. I went to probably the easiest spot that I have to kayak to. And, uh, just because I was trying to kill a doe with my bow before the Christmas break. And so I went out to this little spot and it was like that, man. It was, uh, I think I posted something on Facebook about it. Um, 
it was like 4.30 in the morning, and the wind was already at 15 miles an hour. It was just, it was just pumping, and I had to paddle against the end of the wind, and, um, and it really sucked, and I was, I got out of the, out of the, at the boat ramp, and I was like, I think I'm just going to go home. But I'm glad I didn't because I, I went to a spot that is in a creek, just like what you're talking about. Um, there's two steep ridges on either side of it, and, and it really blocks that wind off. And I saw eight deer that morning and three different bucks chasing does, which I was not expecting that. And and anybody who hunts in, in public land in Alabama just kind of knows, like, any morning you can go out and see three different bucks chasing does. Like that's a good day, and that's uh, a real good day. It was it was a good day, and I got some of it on film. Actually, one of them was a small buck, and uh, I saw the doe come through, and I was filming her, and then come to find out, I didn't even have the camera on when I was filming her. So I looked down, pressed record, and found her again and recorded her. Well, when I looked back at the footage, I guess when I had looked down, that buck had had come through. And I didn't see him, and so when I started f- actually filming, uh, I was filming the buck and not the doe. So I wouldn't have even known if I didn't have my camera that there was actually a buck and a doe in that in that situation. But it was pretty cool, man. I mean, and so I think you know, going out and and changing because like you know, some people have these this idea that <clears throat> if there's a deer here, you know, if they got their kind of yeah, I've got that honey hole spot. Um, and a lot of people, if you don't have more than a couple spots, you're gonna go out there, man, and you're gonna you're just gonna be disappointed on those crappy days like that. But if you have a spot that you can go to and say, okay, this is gonna be really good for just this condition, this weather condition, then it could, man, it could really come in handy for those those days like that. Um, and so yeah, I we used to we used to be in a hunting club down in um, Bullock County, and there was a lot of deer down there, a lot of nice bucks too and um at that specific hunting club there was a little pond and it was in a little bit of a dip and that little dip would always have does in it at the head of the pond and then at the dam side there was always a buck that would bed down at just below the dam um and evidently that's something that a lot of deer do because um they're getting on the hunting beast i heard some people talking about below the dam a lot of these bucks will bed up below that dam you know they don't hmm. get any kind of pressure coming in from the back side where the water is yeah so and then they can you know watch out ahead of them i mean it makes perfect sense you know some of these simple little you know ideas you know a lot of times we just tend to overlook you know how simple these deer are actually yeah do you think that's the similar a similar thing to like bedding up against a bluff yeah, I think it, it'd be very similar to it. Um, you know, they don't have to worry about, you know, any kind of predators, you know, jumping off a 30-foot cliff to get them. Right. <laughs> uh, so, do you think this changes, though? Like, um, you know, I've I found a lot more buck beds in in the summertime with, where there's a bluff, you know, just because of the shade and stuff like that in those type right. areas does that change you think during the the colder months when we start getting like right now during the late season when it's cold um does that do you think yeah, that ever I, changes i do they they tend to they tend to be more along the creeks during the summertime 
uh, where it's cooler, mm-hmm. and then uh, back up on the hilltops, you know, in the wintertime when it's a little bit colder outside so they can catch that morning sun. Um, that, that's just what I've seen, at least. Um, another thing, too, is they don't really bed along those bluffs and they have an easy way down. Um, right. And so that's uh, something to focus on. If you have a really long bluff, you know, and there's no way down, a deer's not going to be stupid. I mean, it'd be like a suicide mission. You know, if a predator come in from behind them, I mean, they're, you know, dead rights unless they were to jump off, you know, right. a huge cliff. Right. Most of the time, they make sure they have an easy access down. That's one of the things that I'm that I'm trying to learn because, you know, whenever we've got uh, a lot of the places that we hunt, you know, in Alabama, on the forest land that we hunt, it's got that steep terrain. And, you know, so occasionally you get in there and your Onyx maps or your whatever topo maps you're using are a little bit misleading. They don't necessarily always show you, hey, there's a bluff right here. And so I'm trying to figure out, you know, what is what is too steep? What is like, what kind of, is it just bluffs that they're not going to be able to go down? Obviously, I've seen deer climb some pretty steep stuff, but just are they going to just because? And um, I'm trying, so I'm trying to trying to figure out is is this somewhere that I could focus in on, or is this too steep? Is it too much? You know what I'm saying? If, if you think a deer could jump down it and, you know, not kill itself, then, yeah, most likely they're going to use that as an escape route. Um, and they get down some pretty gnarly-looking stuff. Uh, right. I found a really awesome bed back in the summertime scouting, and I never went there and hunted this year. But um, it was, I mean, it was laid out perfectly. I mean, it was really steep right there at that one little spot, but there was one little crevice he could go down. And I've actually jumped some does up that were bedded along the, the base of the bluff uh, in the summertime. And you wouldn't think that they could get up there that easily, but, I mean, they're just like little mountain goats. I mean, they're you yeah. know, just hauling butt up the thing. You'd be surprised what, you know, they could get up and down. Yeah. Do you think they'll do that, though? Do you think they'll go out of their way? because it's safe to be in those type of uh, terrain features, like to travel them on the daily um, because it's safer and there's not quite as many things that that will put them in danger there? I, could, I couldn't see why not. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah. That I, makes I, sense I really to me. Think... Yeah, it may, I mean, it makes perfect sense as far as their survival and stuff i mean mm-hmm. that'd be that'd be something i'd be curious to know like because you know i see a lot of people or not a lot of people i see a lot of deer in um you, you know we talk about taking the path of least resistance um in their normal everyday travel but then you also hear like deer are smart and, and you see that you see it every single time you're out in the woods how smart those animals are and it would just make sense to me that some of these terrain features that people don't really give the time of day to, um, just because they're difficult. You know, there's one spot that I have that is super steep, really thick, but not too steep that, I mean, I can climb it. I know a deer can probably climb it with ease. Um, 
and there's a lot of deer sign and people just don't really pay much attention to it just because it's difficult to access it doesn't seem like a whole lot of deer would be there but they are there um and so that's that's kind of one thing like especially like late season for me when you we've gone into all your spots you know uh, something I want to get into today for in just a minute is food sources, but a lot of your food food sources are, are eating up, you know, getting further on into the season unless you're hunting in um, any kind of ag land. Uh, so finding those places that can be really beneficial for them to, to keep them alive basically could be your could be your ticket. Um, are you guys are you guys trying any of that type of stuff? Or are you um, just basically hunting you know, oak trees and terrain features and stuff like normal. No, when I was walking through the woods today, I was actually paying attention to what was actually green. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, sure, they do a lot of hardy browse like late in the season, but um, the privet, the privet around here is just demolished. I mean, there was really little leaves scattered all over. You know, they had just, it almost looked like they had just, stuck the whole thing in their mouth and just pulled it all off with their teeth or something i mean there was just every little limb was you know bare as can be really yep so is that kind of is that kind of what you're thinking is kind of like a main food source right there right now i think in that certain area it was there really wasn't you know a whole lot as far as vines uh there's a lot of um a lot of briars around here like green briar and stuff um, right there's a lot a lot of cutovers it's um mostly pines like most of the whole management area and so um there's little fingers of hardwoods but i mean i looked on the ground and i didn't see hardly any you know acorns or anything like that on the ground um yeah but i, I definitely noticed the the privet was just tore slap up hmm well, that's interesting. Um, yeah, that's one of the things for me that I've uh, that I do remember around that place that you are at that shall remain unnamed is, I mean, there's so many cutovers in there, and I mean, you have new cutovers that are that are pretty fresh and probably don't have a lot in it, but then you have some old ones. Um, dude, when me and you went the other day, or back during the spring during turkey season. There was one spot that I remember was like, I was on a hunting club actually right there. You remember this? And I was like, yeah, we actually had shooting houses like right in there. And you could see across this whole thing. And it was so freaking tall, just pines like 20 foot up. And I was like, gum, this place looks different. It doesn't even look like the same place. Um, So all of the young cutovers, I just went ahead and labeled all of those as food sources. Um, yeah, and expected them to be feeding in, in those areas. Uh, they offer good cover, and they offer, um, you know, for bedding, and they offer good food, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, a variety because the sun's able to get to the ground, and they're able to, you know, to thrive at that young age in those cutovers. So, mm-hmm. um, one thing that I noticed, um, I ran a clock across a lot of deer this morning and um all of the deer seem to be under everybody's lights um you know like telephone pole lights huh um they were all feeding out under the lights and i i don't know it just got you know got me thinking a little bit 
um, at that at that time in the you know early early morning, it was like three thirty in the morning um, at night. I wonder if that's, you know, just a common thing that they just go to where they can actually see, you know, if anything was coming, you know, to try to get them while they eat. Um, hmm. Most of these places, it was just like the grass on the side of the road. It wasn't anything real green. Um, it was almost like hay that they were eating. That's pretty interesting. So, so then what All you're saying the is we, we just need to go get a whole bunch of spotlights and just do it that way. Yeah, a case of natties. <laughs> and a case Bubba of natties. <laughs> well, you, you, you already got the truck, so we'll be good to go. We just, we just need a dog. <laughs> yeah, give, give us a dog. Hey, we'll, we'll take the we'll take the uh, Pomeranian out that lives next door and see if see if that she'll do good on a deer. How about that? He's got a duck dog. Maybe uh, maybe we'll train Tucker. To, Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't ever get to use him. <laughs> he forgot what a duck is. But... <laughs> so, what my couch is, but... <laughs> so are you a big duck hunter, Heath? Or did you used to be? Uh, not anymore. I have four kids. <laughs> yeah, those four kids, no, I man. To, I used to duck hunt, and uh, I loved it. As a matter of fact, I quit deer hunting when I started duck hunting for about... Ooh three years and um i just got the i got the fever it was something new it was exciting the camaraderie sitting beside an edge of a pond or a river you know just cutting up until the ducks fly in and then working the ducks with the calls i mean just all of it was really exciting and then unload your shotgun and we had one morning where we got on some woodies and we couldn't keep our guns loaded for about i don't know 15 minutes they were flying in just one after the other, and it was it was the most excitement I've ever had hunting. So, yeah, I quit deer hunting. And see, you know, I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot that people <laughs> that people people quit deer hunting. I'm like, I just don't get it. Like, maybe I just need to go and and figure it out. No, you but don't, because... <laughs> same thing with turkey hunting. I, I just don't get that either. You know, over deer hunting. I mean, I love the turkey hunt. I don't like it more than deer hunting, but I love it. But I think for the duck hunting, I think it's more for uh, for somebody who you know really likes the so you know the social aspect of it. Um, right. Because you know you get to talk and cut up and and you know have a good time. You know, like kind of like going out on a Saturday night with your buddies or something, hitting up a bar or something. You know, you just get to cut up and and have fun. Uh, it's a lot different, you know, deer uh-huh. hunting. Um, you know, there's none of that going on, so it's more of a... Uh, I don't know, man. The deer hunting that they do out here is a lot closer to going out with your buddies <laughs> to the bar. Hey, maybe we need to start doing it that way. <laughs> we'll, just go up to, we'll just go up to Winston County and get us some natty lights and a, a big old jacked up, you know, Ford truck and... We'll go out spotlighting. How about that? <laughs> that sounds like duck hunting to me. Um, so I, I got a I got a funny one for Heath. All right, so who's older? Who's the older brother? I'm older. I'm four years older than Heath is. Oh, okay. So he's, all he's right. bigger than me. I mean, he's what six foot two or something? <laughs> uh, yeah, something like that. He's like so, six one or six two. 
I forget how old Mike is sometimes though too. So, um, all right. So Heath, I need you to tell me the most embarrassing story about Mike. Mm. All right, give me some time to think about it. All right, we'll give you some time. <laughs> how about this? Because I want it to be a good one. <laughs> we got we got probably I another. Got stories. I don't know about we got a lot of we got a lot, we got of, a lot stories. of stories, but it's not really <laughs> embarrassing. Mike's, Mike's a pretty cool cat. He uh he doesn't he doesn't really ever do anything embarrassing. But we definitely got. I'm more of the embarrassing side. <laughs> I chased him with scissors through the house before, and then chased uh, him with a. A big butcher knife. <laughs> what are you talking about, scissors? <laughs> yeah, I tried to kick down my parents' door and split it in half. So it's more me the only embarrassing side than he used him. to get. He used to get really tired of me. Like if we ever got into an argument, I would I would just hold his hands until you know it would just piss him off so much. One day he actually went and ran into the kitchen, grabbed the biggest knife that we have in the kitchen, and chased <laughs> me around the house with it, threatening my life. And I was so scared. I ran into my parents' uh, bedroom and locked the door. This MFR comes through and <laughs> knocks a hole through my parents' door. Uh, I had to think you talk about the- being scared when somebody's chasing you with a butcher knife and then they knock a hole through the door like he means business. When did you realize when that you- he was going to be so much bigger than you? Well... Probably right off the bat because I'm not, I've never been like a very big person. So <laughs> I didn't start growing until I was in about the 10th grade, really, not really growing. Yeah. And that's when I, I kind of hit my growth spurt late in life. But yeah. <laughs> that's pretty, that's hit, pretty funny. He did hit me in the head with a hoe one day, though. No, he hit me in the head oh. with a hoe. <laughs> was, she, was she okay? <laughs> He was, he was trying to act like I hit him with a hoe. No, he hit me with a hoe. I still have a scar on my forehead. Was she was she okay once once she got up? <laughs> <laughs> he chased me. Around. He he was running. We were running around the house. He was uh, chasing me, and um, and I hid behind a bush. And I think he came around the corner and whacked me with it. No, you were too fast. And so I hid behind the corner of the house. And when you came around. Is that what it was? Yeah. Then I smacked you with it. I don't know. It knocked all my sins out. Maybe that's what's wrong with me. Have you guys, have you guys always, have y'all hunted together? Like, did you hunt a lot, Heath, when y'all were growing up? Yeah. When we were growing up, we did. He's killed the most, uh, the deer with the most points. Really? He killed a 13th point when you were how old? 14. Were you that old? 13, something like that. He was young. I killed two di- So Down there in Bullock County at that hunting club that we were in. On the oh, same yeah. field, one year apart, Alabama and Auburn were playing both years on on the night of the game. Auburn won both years, and I killed an eight-point the first year and a 14. Well, I call it a 14 because it's, it's got a little kicker that I count as a point. But um, thirteen, if you if you want to call it a thirteen, but uh, yeah, so that was a pretty cool same field, one year apart, exactly to the day Auburn won. So both the years, so I the guy sent that? him there. The guy the guy sent him there, and he's like, "All right, this is what's going to happen." He said, "I've hunted here before." He said, "Like a little spike's going to come out." He said, "Don't shoot the spike." He said, "Then a little four point's going to come out." He said, "Don't shoot the four point either." He said, "Then a little six point." 
or eight, eight, point, yeah, or eight point is going to come out. Come out. You can you can shoot in, but if you wait a little bit, an eight might come out. <laughs> what happened was a little spike come out, a little four point or six point come out. An eight point came eight out, point and came it was out. a wide eight. And I I was going to shoot the eight, and we were, I was hunting with a little thirty thirty, and um, so I put my gun out of the window, pulled the trigger, hammer hit, nothing happened. I'm like, what in the world? So I pull the hammer back again, pull the trigger, it hit, nothing happened. So on this gun, the spring was messed up on the gun, so I, you have to pull it out with your pinky. So I pulled the gun back in, pulled the bullet out, and it's got green gook all over the bullet. And I'm like, well, that's, that's why I didn't fire. So I put a new bullet in, come back up, eight point still out there, fire off the shot, missed it. All the deer are still standing there. They're looking around like somebody just shot and I'm on a green field, mind you. That's not, you know, that. so I'm like, oh, my gosh, I just missed this deer. So I pull the gun back in. I'm, you know, I'm looking down. I'm pulling this hot bullet out with my pinky. <laughs> I get it out, put a new bullet in. I bring it back up into the window, and then the, the 13 point is standing out in the field at this point. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, this cannot be true. So I pull my gun back out, shot, and he ran about 30, 30 feet off the edge of the green field, and over when my dad pulled up he said was that you that shot i said yes sir he said what'd you get i said i got a rabbit he said a rabbit what'd you shoot a rabbit for <laughs> i'm like well the, i said it's a big rabbit he said, a rabbit? get your butt in the truck and let's go and i said well come on i want to try to find it and i said i think it ran off the edge of the field right there and he's like, I ain't worried about no dang rabbit. He, come on. And I said, no, Dad, go out there. I think it's out there. And he walked out. He says, ain't no dang rabbit. It's a bug. <laughs> <laughs> it's <a no> so basically, that was the last time Auburn won. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. So the last buck you killed, the last time Auburn won. So you need Auburn, yeah, Auburn to wrong. take one home. So you can yeah, get your buck. Billion years ago. That's when I started duck hunting. So evidently, <laughs> my correlation to Auburn winning is killing bucks. So I guess I need to. I guess I need to get back. All right, well, we're going home. <laughs> <laughs> the trip's <That's>, over. <laughs> so even even more impressive though is you killed a thirteen point on a green field. Like that's pretty. Yeah. That's a pretty big yeah, deal. <laughs> Oh, that's that, so funny. Martha, Martha Pritchett, and that's the only place I would hunt when I went there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not really a, a true deer hunter. Mike's the, Mike's the deer hunter out of the two of us. He knows all about it. I just go out and get lucky every now and then. Listen, that's usually the people. That's usually the people that kill the biggest and most deer are the people who don't really put so much thought and pressure on themselves to kill one. Like I think I see more deer on Facebook that get killed. And there's a greenfield. They're standing in the middle of a greenfield. Like, yeah. And I'm sitting here, like, Mike, that's how it was when we were in Kentucky, dude. Like, all these people were sitting in bean fields shooting deer, and we're like hiking and paddling in and doing all this crap. Yeah. <laughs> trying to kill a deer. We, lo- we learned a lesson on that one. I hope sure. so. It's going to be rough next year when the same thing happens, and we're like, well, what was the lesson that we learned? So, Heath, tell me, do you have an embarrassing story about Mike? Oh, I 
honestly can't think of one. He, I don't know. I don't have anything that comes to mind. I really right. wish I did. <laughs> All right, Mike. It's a good platform to make that happen. It was going to be a good platform, but now, but now Mike is going to have the opportunity to tell the most embarrassing <laughs> we'll story about Heath. And he's got plenty about me, oh, believe me. Yeah, an embarrassing moment, I can think of one. So we um, were real young, okay? And, um, you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty uh, reserved and, you know, don't want, you know, any extra attention. And so we always used to get in the car. He would always, always, he would be like glued to the windows staring at people okay and it just <laughs> it it made me like want to crawl into like a deep hole we pull up to a gas station in naniana okay and we're sitting there and um <laughs> what was it that happened do you remember the story better than me oh you talking about with the mexicans yeah there was a <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't know if i could uh, i might have to edit that out (laughs) (laughs) do you want me to stop there you may come up with something different no that's fine you go on story about mexicans Uh, if you're mexican and you listen to this we don't mean to offend anyway go ahead (laughs) so we we we're at this gas station in aniana and um windows are down the windows are down and uh what did you say like did you say i tried to talk like them he's like, <laughs> so they're 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 talking in spanish and he's how old are you at this time <laughs> I don't know he's he's only like i don't know like maybe like six or something yeah, like that i mean he's real young and uh so we're just sitting there everything's fine dad just went in like pay for gas and the windows are down it's only me and mom and Heath out there and uh he's what'd you say like what are they saying or something like that and uh, he just he's just like I'll go for out the window oh my gosh he's talking about being embarrassed and and you know just like you know, sinking down. Yeah, that was that was it. That was that was the most. I was more embarrassed than you were. <laughs> so it's like an embarrassing all, story for you. My mom, my mom died. So like she just, yeah, we we both did. And he's just over there. He just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. I didn't not... you do the same thing with the uh with the bricklayers too? I don't know. I don't remember the big bricklayers. I just remember that one because y'all told me it. So I mean, this is getting this sure. is getting a little bit racist. We're gonna have to stop it at bricklayers. <laughs> we can uh, we can edit the other one out too. What's another one? Uh, no, we don't have to edit it out. <laughs> well, I could probably come up with something else. I wish I could think of any. I don't know. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. And like, and somehow most, most, Heath is the one who became the youth pastor. Yeah, <laughs> most unlikely to succeed. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, listen, we're getting up close to like we're close to an hour, so um, 
if you, uh, I, I read an article today that said it was <laughs> how to kill a deer in five days. Okay. Please and, tell me this article. I need to kill a deer within five <laughs> days. one up that says in two days because I'm only going to be here today tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow and Friday. <laughs> but yeah, like I was, I was just reading different articles and stuff, and one of them was like, how to kill a deer in five days. And I was like, well, okay. So I your first. Yeah, you go, to, go to Parker's Honey Hole. You can kill like 10 deer in five days. <laughs> you might be able to. Um, but first, you got to spend two How days. How many deer have you seen now in that spot? Uh, I don't know, plenty. Um, <laughs> I've seen, I've seen quite a few in there. And between the the few spots that I've got that are really solid, I've I don't know, I've seen I've seen quite a bit this year. Um, yeah. but I I mean I was I was tagged out before really even the peak of the rut in that one spot, so. I didn't even get to see like the real rut activity over there, um, but it's been a it's been a really good spot. Let's start calling you Deer Slayer. I'll take it. it used to be my name, but I ain't slaying. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like it's like a trophy that gets passed on throughout the year? We need to get a we need to get a belt made. It's like you are the holder of the deer slaying belt. <laughs> Hey, that would be a pretty good idea. That'd be pretty awesome. But so, so you got y'all got like what, Michael? You got what, four days? Is that right? Four days left. Well, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be here tomorrow, and then Friday, and then Saturday morning. Okay. Maybe. And then that's if I call in. Uh, right. And then I got I'm supposed to be at work Friday through Monday morning, so I'm gonna try to come up here Monday. And um, after I get off work and maybe hunt Tuesday and Wednesday, because I think this gun hunt goes through the the middle part of next week. So okay, yeah, I think you're right. I think it does. So, what is the one thing? Just to wrap this up, what's the one thing that you're gonna do in these few days that you have to hunt this this place for this gun hunt? What's one thing that you're really going to focus on? Uh, fresh sign. Um, fresh sign. I'm finding a lot. Yeah, I'm finding a lot of it um, right now. I've I've never seen so much deer crap in my entire life. I was telling you about it earlier. Oh yeah. Like it. I mean, if I was back at Bankhead, like I don't even know, like. As far as like buck, like I don't even know how many years <laughs> basically it's been since you run across a buck third. <laughs> but up here, I was having to, I feel like I was at the zoo. Like I was having to watch my step walking through the woods so I wouldn't step in it. That's a good problem um, to have. Yeah, that's a really good problem to have. Um, so finding that I fresh like sign. More, yeah. I feel like mornings are probably going to be the best um, right now, um, which is how I usually feel. Um, I mean, if, unless you're hunting over Greenfield, it's it's tough to get, you know, a buck out of, you know, out of his bedding area into the spot where you're at before dark, you know, unless, unless you've got like a really nice uh, piece of property with a really nice Greenfield and he feels okay going to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's about the only time that I've had real good luck um, hunting in the evenings. Morning seemed to be a whole lot better for me personally. Maybe if uh, if our listeners could give me some tips on evening hunts, you know, where to kill these bucks at. What do you think, Parker? What What are you doing? Are you having any luck with evenings? Man, uh, no. Like I've I've killed. All three of the bucks that I killed this year were in the mornings. Um, I'm trying to think of... I saw during bow season, I saw about 11 deer one one afternoon. Nothing decent. I saw two small bucks and the rest were does. And uh, other than that day, I have not had any success in the evenings. I haven't even... Well, I killed the opening day, the doe on opening day. But just as far as seeing bucks, I haven't seen... Hardly any bucks in the evenings. I don't see much in the evenings, pretty much ever. Um, Where do you hunt? Do you hunt on ridge tops or in bottoms or? Uh, it just depends. Like it, it really like so. One of the spots that I've been hunting, well, at least before I before I tagged out, was um, it was a spot, and, and and a lot of times I will I will still hunt that leeward side of the ridge just because it's in the back of my mind. So, um, like that, uh, top third, I just spend a lot of time right there, especially in the evenings. Um, just kind of making sure getting somewhere, whether it's up on top or down below, uh, getting somewhere I can see that, that top third, see that major, um, travel area. Usually it's a logging road or whatever. Um, just because like in the evenings, I don't have like a, a specific spot that I think, okay, there's going to be a deer that comes out here. Like I do in the mornings. I know the deer usually are going to be coming from this direction going here right now. It just doesn't work that way in the evenings for me. So I just try to get to a spot where I can see a ridge. I can see the top of the ridge and, and take my chances that that way. Um, I don't do really you, have a, do you have your, do you have your, say do you have your bedding spot picked out and then your food source picked out and are you trying to pinpoint between the two or yes yeah yeah i guess that would have been good been good to say and a lot of times in the evenings i don't have it like pinpointed where i know it for sure um i go to where i I think okay there's gonna be food here a lot of times i will actually know the food but the bedding i don't know because a lot of times in the evening i'm just kind of going i'm just checking new spots i'm trying to find new places um i do know some of the bedding areas um but it just doesn't for whatever reason i don't see the activity going from bed to food in the evenings that i would um in the morning going from food to bed i always see that but i just i have a hard time we we definitely we definitely see it in early season but we just do not see it in late season. No, I have a hard time oh. finding anything in the evenings. Like I have a place that I go to. Um, I'll start going there probably within the next couple of weeks. A buddy of mine has some private land, and he lets me go out there and kill does. And he's got it's got like big cut cornfields and stuff. And it's super awesome. And so I spend a lot of my late season just hanging out with him, going in there and shooting some does. Um, yeah. And it makes it a whole lot easier than kayaking, for sure. Uh, I lose my public land man card, but I'm okay with that. I'm, well, I'm 100% we're, we're okay with it. I think you're, I think you're fine. 
Oh yeah, and it's fun, man. It's fun to go out there and and just sit. It really makes you appreciate those days, like whenever you can just walk a hundred yards to a shooting house and sit over a cut cornfield. That's pretty yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. But so I think uh, I think if I ever get a mantis, um, I'm definitely going to. Uh, be implementing that back into my strategy for sure for heck yeah for the future dude you need so, to get one man i'm actually yeah i'm actually looking forward to it um because um taking my climber and stuff back in there like the spot i went to this afternoon i was having to walk through real real thick briars and have mm-hmm. to snip briars left and right it, there's no way i would have been able to take a stand through that stuff i mean there's just no way yeah but if i had you know something that i was wearing and just had like a few steps on the back you know with an aider um god that would be so much more manageable and i would have been able to see a lot more real estate and that's been one big drawback um this year is not like if you're hunting one side of a ridge that's all you can see you Mm -hmm. know if i was hunting close to the top I might be able to see two sides of a ridge, you know, and yeah. you're cutting your real estate down by 50%, you know, yeah, by not being able to sure. see up over that ridge top. So uh, I think it's been a big, you know, one big thing that's, you know, I won't say that's held me back, but one, one thing that I've noticed this year that really would have made a difference for me personally. Yeah. Um, there's, there's definitely certain, certain areas that you know only ground hunting would work but there's a lot of instances where i wished i would have had an elevated position you know in in some of those areas dude i know for me like it's just totally changed the way that i hunt i can get back so many different places and this isn't even supposed to be an ad for tether but um the proof's kind of right there in the pudding like it's just it, it revolutionizes the way that a guy can hunt because now you're not like I don't ever think oh I can't make it back there I really don't want to carry the stand that far like that's literally never a thought that even crosses my mind and um and then aside from that you know it's just like the awkwardness of carrying a stand like what you're talking about going through thick briars and stuff like that like it's just not even yeah. a thing it's not even a problem anymore it's not even something that I have to even think about and so like, dude, I can't wait till you get one. I think it'll change everything for you. Yep. Yep. Well, man, it's getting late. Y- y'all are an hour behind, so it's only 10.20 there, but it's 11.20 here, and I got to get up at, like, 4.30. So, and I've got to edit this podcast and get it uploaded. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting night. We're supposed to be getting uh, these uh, real strong storms come through here in about an hour or so. Um, they're supposed to be, uh, you know, 20 mile per hour winds and rain and Heath is in a Eno with a little canopy oh, no. top. <laughs> Uh-oh. Are you sleeping in the truck? Are you sleeping in your camper? Yeah, I'm sleeping in the camper shell. Um, I told Heath, you know, he could come and, and sleep in there if it got too bad, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's what we're looking forward to. You know, have fun on, with that. On top, of, uh, on top of the short amount of hours to sleep. 
yeah have fun with all that I'm gonna sleep in this bed and uh, get up and go hunt in a swamp tomorrow morning sounds good so I don't know what I'd rather be doing I don't know if I'd rather sleep in a camper in the cold and rain and wind and all that stuff but still get to hunt a place where they're where deer actually live or if I'd rather sleep in this warm bed and then wake up and go hunt a swamp with mosquitoes where there are no deer. I don't know what's better. Sounds like you need to go uh, get some natty lights and make some new friends. Yeah, that's probably what I need to do. <laughs> I'll I'll pull up I'll but, pull uh, up at eight o'clock in the morning with a case of natty light and <laughs> y'all ready to have a good time, brother? But <laughs> that's that, I'm not gonna say that those words. That doesn't sound right. Uh, but uh, you guys have good luck, man. Go kill one tomorrow. Yeah, man. Hopefully we will. That'd be cool. Thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, dude. It was good to have you. Maybe one of these days we'll uh, we'll get to go and share camp together and kill something. That'd be fun. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, good luck, guys. Thanks for coming on. And even though it's late, y'all get some sleep. All right, that's going to be it for this episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. Again, I said it before, but I'll say it again. Merry Christmas. Hope it was awesome. Hope you guys have a great new year. A huge shout out to our partners at Newbreed Archery, Tethered Nation, Onyx Maps, and Go Wild. Check out all of those companies, guys. You're not going to regret it. We believe in everything they do. God gave us dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So this weekend, guys, just go out and exercise that dominion. I will talk to you next year. You guys, thanks for listening to Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. Talk to you next time.